Welcome to Shine Online with Ellie Swift. I'm your host, marketing and mindset coach, Ellie Swift, here to help you connect with your clients, create life-changing results in your online business, and shine neon bright online. I built a multi-six-figure business in under two years and, more importantly, have supported my clients to get amazing results. My clients have generated five and six-figure launches, tripled their income, and completely transformed their lives using my signature framework, the Swift Marketing Method. In this podcast, I take you a layer deeper into my business, my life, and my mind. If you're an ambitious entrepreneur, you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hello, welcome back to another episode of Shine Online with Ellie Swift. I missed you last week. This is an episode that's being brought to you after a week off. I think that was our second bye week. (laughs) If we're talking like kids sport, like a bye week, a week off. In the two and a half years of having the podcast, I mean, we've done like scheduled breaks for a couple of weeks over Christmas each year. But other than that, that was only the second week where we've not delivered you an episode each week for the last couple of years, which I'm actually really proud of because I know that like everything in business, consistency is key. And it's the reason why you probably keep coming back because you know that you're always going to get an episode. You can be certain that you're always going to get an episode. So thank you so much for bearing with us last week for the break. I decided to take the gap week because we had just completed, wrapped up the mastermind model launch. And I really wanted to just take the last week to focus fully on opening up the first module of the program or the week after last, it'll be when you hear this. I really just needed that time to focus on delivery and not having to think about what we were sharing for the podcast that week and, you know, full permission that sometimes we just need those weeks, right? So that is why we had the gap week. And I thought it would be really fun to jump in this week and share a little bit of a life update because the podcast over the last couple of months has been very centered around this launch that we've just had of the Mastermind Model, which was an incredible launch. It was over a six-figure launch. The most incredible humans that have come into the program, I'm just... It's exceeded my expectations massively, this launch. It well and truly did so much better than I anticipated which is always really cool to be able to share because it's not always the case with launches. And I've certainly had launches where that's not the case. But for this particular launch, it was. It was a really successful launch. And I'm going to share a whole bunch about that over the weeks to come as well. But wanted to break it up a little bit and give a little bit more of a like fun life update, check in, talk a little bit about what's been happening over here. And in particular, I wanted to share with you the really fun story of how we manifested our dream house because 
you know, as a bit of a situational update of where we're at right now. So like I mentioned, we just closed out this launch of the Mastermind model. I've delivered module one. I launched a micromind, so like a very small 10-week mastermind off the back of that particular launch. And at the very start of the launch, we bought our dream forever family home and went through the process that we did not anticipate in that particular window of time we were going to go through of needing to sell our current house and then moving into our dream home as soon as it was settled. And we literally moved in here one week before we ran the pre-launch challenge for the mastermind model. (laughs) So (laughs) it's been a wild few months, a really wild few months, an amazing few months. Um, And I wanted to, yeah, talk a little bit more about the process of this house because when Che and I were kind of debriefing and even when we were experiencing the process and going through the process, something that we kept coming back to a lot was we're like, wow, we've really, really tapped into all our manifestation tools in this process. And, you know, there's so much that you can obviously relate to business or anything that you're manifesting in your life, really. So I really wanted to speak to that process and uh, just tell you the story in case it's something that feels fun for you. Maybe you're calling in your dream home or you're manifesting something in your business or anything in your life. I'm sure that there, that if you are, this will be of interest to you. I do just want to add as well at this point in the episode before I go through and talk about the story that I'm just really conscious that as I'm sharing this as well, particularly if you are based in Australia, although I know that there are all sorts of similar things happening around the world right now, that we are in really tricky economic times. You know, if you're experiencing the pinch in any way, if you're feeling the, you know, things like the insane price of groceries right now and just the absolutely wildly challenging interest rates. I mean, you know, obviously I I know what that's like. And I just wanted to say like full permission to tune out in this moment if this is something that isn't going to serve you or support you in this moment. If you are experiencing any kind of financial hardship, just seeing you so much in that, there are so many other episodes to go and listen to, and there'll be so many other episodes to listen to in the future as well. Okay. So let's talk about the process of how we manifested our dream home. So I'm going to start with the end in mind of where we're coming to you from If you follow me on Instagram stories, you will have seen a whole bunch of our house. You will have seen I've shared some photos. I don't necessarily think I'm going to do a full house tour because I think I want to keep that element of privacy still. But overall, you will have seen that we have, you know, moved into this beautiful new home. I'm coming at you from my really big office. I'm in a five by (laughs) 4.5 square meter office, which um, Che keeps saying to me is like, you know, that's bigger than a lot of hotel rooms, which is true. And insane, you know, to think that five, six years ago, I was starting this business from the dining room table of our one bedroom, tiny apartment just feels amazing and incredible. And and I honestly never thought that I would be here. So I hope that there's an element of inspiration in that if you're currently on the journey of building your business and growing and, you know, making more money in your business, just I hope that there's possibility and potential and opportunity when you hear things like that. This house is incredible. It's five bedroom. It's on a 900 square meter block. We have a pool. We've got a really big, beautiful backyard, lots of really established trees, which are also really low maintenance, which is amazing. We've got a big living area, big kitchen, 
big open bedroom with freestanding tub and rainwater shower that overlooks the backyard big walk-in robe. It's quite honestly my dream home. It was built in 1990. And so it's an older house. It's got some work that needs doing. You know, it's not, it doesn't need a full renovation in any way, um, but it's definitely not polished perfection. You know, it's still an older home that will require a bit of maintenance over time. But in terms of livability, it's very livable right now. So we're in it. My office is complete. We've been working with my beautiful friend, Deb, who's an interior stylist to help us style her, bring it all together, which we started. I I have such trauma from (laughs) when in our last house, ordering furniture and waiting like five and six months for things to be delivered. So we got onto ordering furniture so quickly because we really needed a lot of extra pieces to fill up the space, which we're still waiting on at the moment, but they're expected, most of it's expected to arrive over the next couple of weeks, which is awesome. So we're in our dream home. We moved in here a week before we launched the Mastermind model. And at the start of the year, I had no idea that this would have been our reality. If you told me that in the third month of the year, we would be living in our absolute dream home and it would be better than I'd ever imagined. I would never have believed you. So let me take you back. Let me tell you the story of how this transpired, what it looked like and how we got to here. I'm going to take you back to the last house that we were living in, our townhouse. So we bought that home, our last home, our townhouse, three bedroom, two bathroom townhouse, two minute walk from the beach on the, in a a little area called North Coogee, which is like the South Fremantle border. So we were a two minute walk from South Beach in Fremantle, Western Australia. So we bought that home about four years ago. And so we bought it predominantly through a deposit that Che had saved because he'd been working offshore. I was about two years into my business. I think I was even maybe a year. It had been like a year even since I had gone full-time in the business. So I was really building up and putting most of my money back into the business at that time. And so Che really saved the deposit for that house and got us to that point. And that was our first home. And it was, again, a stretch for us at the time. And we always thought that we would buy that home and hang on to it as an investment property. And about two years in, we changed our mind on that, not because it wouldn't make an incredible investment property. It would, and it is now for someone else, but because we decided that we didn't want to have two mortgages, you know, being our core wealth strategy right now in this season of life. So we moved into that house just before my business blew up. When we bought it, Che was working fly in, fly out. He saved the majority of the deposit, as I mentioned. And since we bought that house, things in my business grew significantly. And honestly, I think we just outgrew that home a lot faster than we expected that we would, both in terms of the size and our connection to it and what felt in alignment for us. It definitely didn't feel like the home where both of us could easily work from home (laughs) from. And so when Chase started working from home about two years ago and came back from working offshore, it really just felt too small for us very, very quickly. And so it was around that time that we started looking for our next home, knowing that our circumstances had shifted. It wasn't long after our wedding and we started looking kind of loosely for about a year. 
we played with a couple of different suburbs near to us. We were looking in the exact suburb that we were in for a little while. But the thing about the suburb that we were in was that it was a, there were a lot of new homes in that area and a lot of smaller blocks in that area. And like anything, the more you're in motion, the more you're in action around it, the more you start to really deeply you know, understand and know more about exactly what it is that you want. You get more clarity on it, right? So we started to get more clarity on what it was that we wanted and loosely for about a year. And then fast forward into last year. So 2022, we were starting to get more serious about what we wanted. We'd zeroed in completely on the suburb that we wanted to be in, which was the suburb next to the one we were in. But it was just the blocks were a little bigger. It was an older suburb where the blocks were were, well, not even a little bigger, about double the size. So like I mentioned, our current home is 900 square meters. We knew we wanted a bigger block. We wanted space, but we still really wanted to be super close to the ocean. And, you know, ideally somewhere that had a little bit of a view was like up on the hill. And so we narrowed in on what it was that we wanted. Around this point, I started to get a bit frustrated because I was ready to move. I was really ready to move. And Che knew he wanted to move as well, but he wasn't fully aligned yet with the timing. Like I was feeling so clear and ready and knowing that I just really wanted to move so badly. Everything in my body was saying to me, like, we've grown out of this. I'm out of alignment. I'm done with just kind of loosely looking. I, I want to actually take action and make this happen. I felt like I was, you know, really waiting and, uh, obviously, you know, for Che, he was very aligned, but for him, it was just that he wasn't quite there yet, which is totally okay. You know, we all have different timelines on things and that's in no way that I was more right than he was in any way. It was just that we were experiencing some different timelines. And so we started to have some more serious conversations where I was like, you know what, I really want to get this moving. I just feel so out of alignment in this house. I feel like I can't manifest here. I can't call in more abundance here. I'm I'm not feeling anchored in this house. I just know and and trying to explain that sometimes to the masculine, I find it can be a little challenging because a lot of it was deeply intuitive for me. A lot of it was that really, you know, feminine intuition of, I just know this isn't our house anymore. And I'm really, really ready to take action steps to move into our next place. And so I, I made that really clear decision that I wanted to take some serious action, even if it was just small steps. And I sort of realized that a lot of what I had been doing was just waiting for him. Whereas I actually really needed to decide that I was going to own this and be like, nope, we're doing this and I'm bringing you with me. And like, we've got this and we're making this happen. And of course, the minute I started to do that and really take that lead and strongly say like, okay, this is what I think we need to do next. Like these are the next steps. Che met me there because we were both in the same vision. We knew that we wanted the the same type of house. It was just the timing and a little bit of resistance around the timing for him because he wasn't feeling as much of that like we need to do this now because things are just feeling really misaligned like I was. And so I think there's a really great lesson in this where if you're feeling like something's misaligned, if you're feeling frustrated in that, and for me, I'm a manifesting generator as is Che. And that feeling of frustration and resistance is always like a real sign that I need to move. I need to take action. I need to do something, even if it is just those small steps. 
And so I knew that we needed to do something. And this is such a big part of any manifestation process is we can't expect to not be in motion and to call in what we want to call in. Like we need to be in motion. Manifestation comes through motion. Like when we're moving, when we're in action, that's when we're going to create and circulate more of what it is that we want. And so we really got into that process about halfway through last year, halfway through 2022. So it was at that time that we booked an appointment with our mortgage broker. We ended up going to see him. I think it was the start of Q4 last year. So we booked an appointment with our mortgage broker. We were way more active in going to look at other places. I should have mentioned at this point, you know, we'd been saving another deposit for years. So that was something that was very much already in motion for us. And, you know, having bought a house previously, we knew that, you know, saving a deposit is a really key thing and usually the first thing that you need to be doing. And so that was something that we'd been doing since our wedding. So we went and saw this mortgage broker last year and we had a really great meeting with him, really great meeting. You know, he went through the business and it was really satisfying and really incredible at this point, you know, for him to go through the records of the business and for us to have all these really clear, amazing financial records and great consistency and continuity in the business over the last five years, for him to feel really solid in, you know, saying to us, like, you've, you've got a lot of options here. And I definitely had a moment where my ego felt really <laughs> quite satisfied where, you know, we're, we're in this meeting with him and he sort of said, oh, you know, you're small business owners, so we don't necessarily know what's going to be possible and we'll have to see what's available. And banks are often a bit harder with small business owners. And I was like, yeah, I know that. Like, I know that to be true. I believe that. Anyway, he started looking through our numbers and all our records. And we had really clear documented records from, you know, the last three years, which was his request. And as he went through and he started calculating anything, he was like, no, I just don't think we're going to have any problems here. Like, I think we're going to have a lot of options. And Jay and I were kind of smiling to each other. Like, it's so satisfying to know that you've got these really good records, really stable, solid records in your business. And I think in a an industry that's always talking about like really big, quick wins, actually it's, you know, that stability and consistency and ongoing growth that when it comes to a lot of real world decisions, like buying houses, like the banks want to see that you've got like a stable, steady, consistent, ongoing growth in your business. And that's what, what we were able to show, which was awesome. So we, we had a really great meeting, felt really great about all of it until about 10 minutes from the end of the meeting where I said to him something along the lines of, oh yeah, you know, so when we buy our next house and we go in subject to sale and he said to us, oh no, like you're not going to be able to buy in that, you know, family home market in the price bracket you're looking at subject to sale. And, you know, for anyone who doesn't know what I'm talking about subject to sale, I'm not sure if this is a, an international term. So just to speak to that, that basically means buying the next house, but it's subject to the sale of your current property. So you buy the home, it's everything's accepted, goes through, but it's not fully processed until you sell your house. So that's like a condition of the sale. He said, oh, you know, in this market, unless you can buy upfront, you'll get pipped. Like there's way too many people in the market wanting to buy in that particular market. It's too competitive. And Che and I looked at each other and we were like, shit, 
what are we going to do? And so to provide a little bit more color and context around this, you know, this is also a market where at the time, and it hasn't really changed right now in Western Australia, but at the time, the rental market was and is absolutely insane. So in that particular moment that we were sitting in the mortgage broker's office, there were less than 1% of rental properties available in the state of Western Australia, which is the lowest percentage it has ever been. And we've witnessed it with friends trying to get rental properties and just it being absolutely crazy. And so Che and I were like, is it nuts to sell our home and go and rent somewhere? And I can tell you that a lot of family members around us thought that we were absolutely crazy. But we knew, like we knew again that we had two choices. We could stay in the current house that we were in or we could take some action, do something, even if it felt a little bit crazy, a little bit risky, knowing that we were told that that's what we had to do on the way to get our dream home. And so we talked about it and we processed it and we played with it and we're like, let's go and live on the Mandra Canals, which is where I grew up. My parents live on the Mandra Canals. And we've always played with the idea of living on the Mandra Canals just for a season. We're like, let's go and live down there for a year. Let's buy a boat and we'll live there for a year. And that sounds really fun to like have a little bit of an adventure and a bit of a change. But obviously we're still only 60 minutes, well, less than 45 minutes drive away from, you know, the Fremantle area, which is where we're looking to buy our home. And so we started playing with that idea. And again, we were looking at paying like crazy amount to rent for a year somewhere in, you know, a really beautiful house for a year. There were definitely family members that thought we were nuts, but we just knew that it was right for us. And we knew that we had to get into action. And if the only way that we could get our dream home was to sell our current house and, you know, do some, take some risks in a housing market that was really uncertain, we knew that that was what we had to do because the alternative was staying in our current home, feeling super out of alignment, not moving forward, not taking any action. And so the reason why I pause and share so much detail around this point is again, there's so much that in this is, you know, similar to the process of business or similar to the process of manifesting anything. Like along the way, things aren't going to necessarily always work out as you want. You're going to have to take risks. You're going to have to do things as part of the process that maybe you didn't want to do or didn't expect that you were going to have to do. And that is just part of the process. And so are you willing to take those risks? Are you willing to do the uncomfortable things? Are you willing to step massively out of your comfort zone again and again and again, if it means getting the thing that you ultimately want? And we knew for us that that was something that we were going to do. We felt intuitively, we trusted that we were okay We planned out a plan B and our plan B was that we would go and live with my parents. None of us liked that idea. (laughs) Che and I didn't like that idea. My parents didn't like that idea. (laughs) I think the only person who would have been stoked with that and they're not a person, a dog, is Olive. She would have loved that. But, you know, we knew that the worst case scenario, we go and live with my parents. That's okay. Like, that's that's the worst thing that's going to happen here. And so if you've got a plan B that you know is like not great, but still possible, 
awesome. Like you've got enough safety and security to go after the big thing. And I'm such a big fan of having some of that safety and security. I know that that's a very divisive topic. A lot of people will say, don't make any kind of plan B. I personally believe that that just creates so much dysregulation and doesn't support you at all when you leap. If you know you've got some sort of safety and grounding there, then it's going to mean that you're going to leap higher and you're going to leap further with less fear And you're likely going to be able to call in more abundance and bring to life your manifestation faster because you're doing so from a place of safety. So that was something that we decided next. So we made a decision after we went to the mortgage broker that we were going to sell our house. We were going to go and rent for a while. We would potentially buy a boat as in part of that process and we would wait and look for our dream home. And I should also put on the on the table here at this point, if you're like, why didn't you just get a bridging loan? So a bridging loan is something where we would have been able to, you know, receive a certain amount of money as a bridge for three months to be able to put an offer on the house that came up for us. But the other challenging thing at this time was that we hadn't really found many houses in the area that we wanted to live in that ticked all the boxes for us. So availability was really low because no one wants to leave this amazing suburb. And since we've moved in, basically everyone around us has lived here for like 30 years. No one leaves this area and we get it. Like we get why, because it's so amazing and incredible and like on top of the beach, on a hill, big blocks, heaven. But you know, that, that was a consideration for us. We're like, we don't want to just have to try and find the first home that we find. Like we, we have found one home in the last two years that actually ticks boxes. So we knew that that wasn't an option for us to get a bridging loan. So that was the reason why we didn't go down that process. If that's something that you're wondering at this point. So We started to prep our house for sale. So despite what made very little logical sense, we both knew that it was right. Che, at this point, I should mention, was incredibly on board. So if you're also thinking, okay, you just like dragging the poor man, kicking and screaming, absolutely not. We don't roll that way at all. Che was very on board at this point. And we could feel things starting to move for us because we were moving. So the action was really bringing forth the reality and we were getting more clear on what we wanted in our home as well. So we would be saying things, you know, constantly like, no, when we're in our five bedroom home with the pool, et cetera, et cetera, like we, we knew what we wanted. And so that's another piece of this process just to, to tap into here is like, we were so clear on our manifestation at this point. And we were affirming that through our language again and again and again. So constantly having conversations about what it was that we wanted to create and wanted to buy. So in terms of the timeline, this all happened at the start of this year. So in January, 2023, we began prepping our house for sale. And at this point, we actually weren't really looking at homes because we'd put that on hold for a minute until we sold our house. Now, fast forward to the 3rd of February, and it's ironic slash not ironic that it was this date because everything in this entire process of selling our house came up in threes, like just everything. Like we moved in the third month of the year. I'm 33, Chase 39, a whole bunch of, you know, things related to the house and documentation were threes, threes, the whole way through. It it blew my mind for whatever reason, three is a lucky number in this whole process and probably forevermore. Now on this fateful day on the 3rd of Feb, 
I was preparing for a lunch with clients, some clients based in Perth. And I don't know why. I remember I was doing my makeup and I just decided to jump on realestate.com and I hadn't really been looking as much as usual because, you know, we weren't looking at this point. And I opened it up and I saw this house. And I saw this house and I was like, oh my goodness. It was a mix of that house is everything that we want and a immediate fear of, yes, but that's completely out of your price range. You can't afford that. Like that's not, no, no. And it's the first house like architecturally and style wise that was the, the type of house I love. So, you know, our house is quite unique for this area. It, it's got this beautiful like Spanish type of Californian bungalow, like meets Mediterranean kind of vibe. It's, it's really unique looking and it's beautiful. And we'd only ever seen one house before that was a style that we absolutely loved. And at the time we didn't have the gumption to put in an offer. And I showed Che, so I remember I was doing my makeup in, in our bedroom and he was at his desk in his office and I went in and I was like, hey, Che, look at, look at this house. Kind of expecting him to be like, oh, that's nice. And the minute he saw the house, he was like, we need to go and look at this house. Which shocked me because, you know, keep in mind, I've been the one sort of spearheading this process and he saw the house and Che's one of the most intuitive people I know. And he was like, we need to go and look at that house. He then gets straight on email to our mortgage broker and he was like, this house has come up. Is there like any possible way that we would be able to put an offer on this house? Our mortgage broker comes back to us quite quickly and he's like, let me, let me crunch some numbers. I'll get back to you. So we go to this lunch, this beautiful lunch with clients. I'm thinking about this house the whole time in between <laughs> an incredible lunch catch up. And the home open was on Sunday. And so it was on Saturday morning that our mortgage broker came back to us and said, we could make this work. Like, here's the way that we could make this work. And I just love our mortgage broker so much. He was just an absolute le legend. If you're based in Western Australia and you need a mortgage broker, please feel free to send me a DM. I'm so happy to share his details. Just so incredible, so good, so talented. Soothed my nerves during the process when it gets, you know, very stressful, as you know, if you've ever bought or sold a house before or done both at the same time. And he was like, yeah, we can make this work. Like here's the way that we would make this work. So to this point, we didn't think that was at all possible because we didn't have a bridging loan. And by like some beautiful turn of events universally, our mortgage broker's like, nope, we're going to like, this would be a thing we could make work. So Che and I go into this home open on the Sunday and I've got the, I have the most clear recollection of the first time we walked into that house. I remember where we parked, we parked, it was so busy. It was so busy. There were like a hundred people in this home and we parked down the end of the cul-de-sac. So it's a beautiful cul-de-sac that we've bought in and we parked at the end of the cul-de-sac and I remember walking up thinking, oh wow, this house looks even better than the photos. And some of our friends have said that to us since, like, oh, it just looks better than the photos. And we walked up and I remember walking in and having this feeling of like, 
we can't afford this. Like we can't buy this house, but also, oh, this is, this is our home now. Like this is our home. I even remember walking inside the house and I walked through the kitchen and I locked eyes with another woman. Like we were all like shoulder to shoulder. There was, there were 60 groups that went through the house, which we found out later. And I remember locking eyes at this woman and smiling at her. And in my head, I was smiling at her like, hi, welcome to my home, (laughs) which is so ridiculous. But at the time there was just this feeling of, oh, hi, like you're all in our home. Like, it's so nice to have you here. (laughs) And we looked around the house and Che and I both, you know, you're there for like 10 minutes. Again, if you've done home opens, you know, it's just the the wildest thing that you make the biggest purchase of your life and you're there for like 10 minutes. And especially in a crazy market where you just have to go all in and put in an offer and you just hope and cross your fingers that it's all going to work out for you. And we looked around and every room and everything about it, we're like, this is, this is just absolutely incredible. And we didn't really talk much to each other as we were looking, kind of just processing it all. And then we spoke briefly to the agent. We'd met him a few times before at other home opens and just had a quick conversation with him and asked him what the strategy was for putting in an offer. And then we left and we went home and we barely talked in the car on the way home except I I think we were both processing. I know we were both processing. So we talked about that later and we got home and we both started having a conversation where we played out what it would look like to put an offer on this house. So I've mentioned this briefly in this conversation, but this house was more than what we planned on paying. Like we did not think that we were going to pay the amount of money that we paid for this house on house. Like that wasn't our plan. Che and I are quite conservative humans and we know for our belief, personal belief, is that putting all your money in a home, that's a lifestyle decision, not a wealth creation, you know, decision. It's just not. And there was just this knowing that we were going to do this. And we started riffing the whole process, talking about all of it. And we basically played out all our worst fears. We ended up sitting and talking for about three hours, which is really, you know, how we do everything. We just communicate and communicate and communicate. And we talked back and forth about what about if we couldn't pay the mortgage? What about this? What about that? What would we do? How would we make more money? What happens if, you know, one of us couldn't work? Like just all the like fully went there with all of our fears. And then we went there with the possibility and the opportunity like, okay, well, actually let's look at the reality of the situation and what we can afford and what we earn and what is possible for us here. And it all checked out. Like we realized with all the data and Che is incredibly financially savvy and very analytical and very data focused. And he was crunching number after number after number. We realized that this was something that was possible for us and that we could do it. And we just knew that we were going to put an offering on this house. We then messaged one of our besties, Brad, who is a real estate agent, an amazing real estate agent here in Perth. And we messaged him to say, hey, like we've basically been told to put in our best offers first. Like, how would you play this offer strategy? How would you play this from a negotiation perspective? 
And he came back to us, you know, with his recommendation. And then he said, I've got a friend of a friend who knows that agent really well. Like, let me just give him a call. And so he contacts his friend. Next thing I know, I'm having a text message conversation with the agent of the house we wanted to buy, who was like, hey, I see we've got some mutual friends. Obviously, I work on behalf of the seller, but like, if you want this house, if this is your house, here's what this looks like. Here's what you need to do. So I'm now knowing that there are so many people that want this house in a highly competitive market. We're basically at the front through our relationships. And I mean, this is more a strategic thing than a manifestation thing, but I truly believe that everything in life you get through your relationships, uh, we're basically at the front line. And we start having this conversation with the agent about, okay, what do we need to do here? What does this look like? What offer do we need to put in? And this is, you know, where it gets a little bit more practical and boring in my opinion, but very, very important, of course, just high logic, negotiation strategy, all those things. Fast forward to 48 hours later and we had signed the offer. We'd signed the offer at a price we were happy with, at a price that we knew very much reflected the value of the home of our absolute dream home. We'd signed it. (laughs) I sob cried for probably an hour, like absolutely cried my eyes out, you know, to, and I'm talking about this now and I'm like, you can feel, you can hear it all in my throat as I'm talking about it. I was so emotional. You know, we, to have bought this home from, our hard-earned money of the business that we'd built that, you know, the four years before we (laughs) were like buying a townhouse that was a third of the price that was such a stretch for us. And, you know, six years before we were living in a one-bedroom apartment and I was starting my business, like it just all felt so surreal and I felt emotional and I, I'd known for such a long time that I personally really, really, really wanted a beautiful family home that we could grow into for years and years to come, you know, right by the beach, lots of natural light, a dream home and so many things about the house itself that I'd had on my vision board. So quite literally, like the one photo that I had on my vision board this year is a photo of, you can see a pool in like the foreground and then behind it is an alfresco area and then a house behind that. And that structure is something that we have in our house. Like it it mirrored the type of style of the house that we bought, which is just insane. I kept saying, I've been saying to my girlfriends, I just want a freestanding bathtub. And I literally opened my eyes in this house to look at a freestanding bathtub. (laughs) Just everything about it has just felt like a full manifestation come to life. So that was that. We'd signed the offer. The house was ours. So we bought the house. That's done. Then of course, we still need to sell our existing townhouse. And at this point, it's important to note that you know, it was possible for us to buy this new house, but it wasn't possible for us to hold on to both houses unless we planned on renting out one, which we we could have done. But again, we didn't want to, that didn't feel like a smart financial decision for us to do that just in terms of our circumstances. 
And so we still had to sell our existing townhouse. So we had the house on the market within a week and a half. And Che and I were laughing so much because there is no way that we could have done that if we hadn't hadn't already been in motion to put the house on the market. Like we were so close by that point to getting the house on the market that it was only because of that, that we could put it up so quickly. Like we'd met with the real estate agent. We knew who she was. We knew the person selling the house. We literally called her and said, right, just so you know, we've actually bought our next house. We need to like fast track this process immediately. And, you know, again, at at this point, height of the market here in Western Australia, we anticipated that our house could sell quickly. So again, you might be listening to this being like, that is risky. And yes, it is risky, but we're doing this in a market that we knew we could sell our house pretty quickly in, and we ended up selling it in two and a half weeks. We anticipated our house could be gone quickly. We were just trusting at that point that everything was going to work out for us. We trusted it was going to sell quickly. And we started manifesting that we were going to have a cash buyer because that shaves off like four weeks finance process. And so the biggest thing for us became, look, we want to really mitigate the length of time that we have to pay two mortgages at once. How can we shave off a whole bunch of time in this process? So I'm going to fast forward this part to just give you the outcome because this is a really boring part of the process in my opinion, but we sold our house in two and a half weeks to a cash buyer, to one of my clients, which ended up meaning a better rate for us because it was reduced commission for our agent in what was an incredible deal for my client and an incredible deal for us. Who knew that we would end up selling our house to a client for it being their investment property? (laughs) What a wild ride. And that client has gone on to rent it out so quickly at an incredible price. Like it's just worked out so well for everyone involved. And I truly believe always I'm operating under the belief when there's, you know, business deals to be done or negotiations to be done that everyone is always benefiting from the situation. Like I truly believe that. And what's more, you know, we had one week of overlap between our mortgages, which we needed anyway to move and vacate and all those things. So the timing was just like worked out so, so beautifully for us, just so beautifully. And so we moved a week before I was launching the mastermind model, which was obviously a big time, did not anticipate we were going to be moving at that exact time. All just happened like really, really quickly, unfolded wildly. Che and I just fully decided that it wasn't going to be a problem. We created a divide and conquer strategy during that time where he really managed the house move. I look, I packed four boxes. So no, if if you're thinking, wow, how did you do a house move at the same time that you were doing a launch? I said this to my clients the other day who said a version of, I don't know how you did that. And I was like, I packed four boxes. Like, let's not pretend that I'm any kind of superwoman (laughs) because I definitely wasn't. We just had a strategy where, you know, we divided and conquered and delegated and had a lot of help and made it work. And so that is the process of of how we, you know, moved into our house. And again, I really just wanted to share that with you because so much of it is like the inner workings of our process around how we manifested it. And I think it's such a cool story start to finish of how we really tapped into the manifestation process and really deeply anchored into that to to bring to life what we wanted. And so I just want to recap that as I'm closing out this episode so that you can hear, you know, the the parts of the process that I believe resulted in the outcome that it did. So the first piece is 
we had clarity on what it was that we wanted to create or what it was that we wanted from our house. And we allowed ourselves to just get clearer and clearer and clearer on that as we went through. So to manifest anything, you need to be clear. Like that clarity is so insanely important, first of all. And that was always such a key thing for us is like, we need to be clear on this first. Otherwise we're not going to be able to call in what it is that we want. And I see this so often in business. People are like, I, you know, I want to create this or I want to do this, but they don't actually have any clarity on, you know, why they're doing it and and the what of what they're doing. Maybe it's just like, oh, I just, I just want to, you know, create seven figures or I just want to create seven figures. Like you've got to be more clear than that. So that clarity was really important. Then from there, we executed patience and trust in the process. And in the same breath, we also got into motion. So, you know, when things weren't happening in the ways that they we wanted them to, I knew it was because we weren't taking action. We weren't in motion. And so we really got into motion on what it was that we were wanting to create. We got really clear. We got into motion. We were also speaking, like affirming exactly what we wanted. So the language chain I were using in the house was we were using so much clarity on we want the five bedroom house with the pool. Like we were so clear on what it was that we were creating and calling in. From there, we were willing to take risks. We were willing to do things that we hadn't planned on doing. We were willing to sell our house and go into a crazy rental market and, you know, have a bit of an adventure in the process. Like we were so willing to do things that we didn't anticipate were going to come up in the process, but that did and that we knew we had to move through if we wanted to stay in motion. So that's another really important piece here is like, are you willing to get out of your comfort zone? Are you willing to do things that you maybe hadn't anticipated doing to get the outcome of the thing that you most want? And then the the other part of this after, you know, we'd been through that process is we, again, really trusted the process. We allowed ourselves to be guided on things that felt really true and right for us. We went through a risk mitigation process. We trusted in our abundance and we allowed ourselves to level up, even though it was felt very scary at the time, because we knew that actually we had called in exactly what we wanted. And so we allowed ourselves to own that, to go for it, to go after it, to trust it, to anchor deeply into the process, even though it felt really, really scary at the time. So my aim in sharing this is, well, you know, obviously to, to bring you along on the ride of this journey, because I think it's really fun. And, and I know how much I love hearing about you know, the behind the scenes processes and life journey things of people that I follow and, and, and are part of their communities. And I know that I've had a lot of questions about this house. So I hope that it's been fun to hear this story, but also that, you know, like anything, there's lessons in it, there's learnings, there's things that you can take and apply to your own business journey, your own manifestation journey, anything that you are calling in, in your life. So thank you so much for being here with me for this episode. I really hope you've enjoyed it and yeah, come on over, send me a DM on Instagram. If you fancy a chat on anything, if there's any follow-up questions, let me know if there's anything you particularly enjoyed about this episode. I'd love to hear it. I'm going to share a little more related to the mastermind model launch over the next coming couple of weeks. So stay tuned for that over the next few weeks as well. And I will be back in your ears very, very soon. So much love. Have the best day. And I'll chat with you really soon. 